Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Nicole Nordman, Every Mile Mattered. Spread the map on the table with the coffee stay. Put your finger on the places. Show me where you've been. Is that California? Will your teardrops dry? You drew a circle around Georgia. Can you tell me why? I see should have been, could have been, looking all over your face. Wrong turns and bridges burn. Things you want to I love the chorus to this. It's history. right people every mile that you you walk you talk you live you go actually matters in case you didn't know that get the box off the top shelf with the black and white snapshots of your old self in a better So that was Nicole Nordman, <clears throat> her song, Every Mile Mattered, people. Yeah, it did. Okay, I'm going to take these beautiful red headsets that I got from China, from Amazon. 
<laughs> out of my thing. Is that yeah. communist red? Yeah, probably. <clears throat> anyway, so hello, people. As you know, we always try to start the show with an inspiring song or Are something. Are you a closet communist? No, I'm not. Okay, uh -huh. well. But here's what we're going to do. Okay, so part of the reason I like this song, Every Mile Mattered. One of my friends, Cheryl Ann, who sometimes listens to our show. I met Cheryl when I was about 20 years old. I might have even been 19. It was it was quite a while ago. Anyway, um, which means that I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I am. No judgment, people. Anyway, so I met Cheryl when I was about 19. And anyway, we had some things happen. And long story short, we lost touch for a long time. And then recently she was back in my life. She came back in my life. Um, um, really, I mean, last year, kind of, because saw her for the first time in year in 30 years right probably yeah yeah about 30 years actually close to 30 years and i have to tell you that you know i met her in california we're in tennessee and anyway as we talked about our life and the different things that god has done in our life i i told her i said you gotta hear this song every mile mattered by Nicole Nordman. I love this song. I love it because we are not the people that we are because of nothing. I mean, we're, we're, we're the people that we are. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> we are the people we are because of the miles that we've walked, the lives that we have, the, the experiences. We're the culmination of all our experiences that have gone before us, right? You know, and some experiences are bad. Some experiences are good. Hopefully you have more good in your life than bad. But the experiences that we have shape who we are. And you know what? Every mile matters. Every day matters. Every second matters. Every aspect of your life that you have actually lived, every communication that you have with somebody, it actually matters. You might not think it does, but it does. Because the way that you touch and impact people matters it will matter to that person. It might matter. You never know how that smile that you gave to that person that one day when they were, when you were walking down the street, you smiled and they looked up at you. You might, you may never know how that smile impacted them. That sneer, that finger that you flipped off somebody with one day. Cause you don't, you know, you have <laughs> most of you, there might be a couple holy ones in the audience, but I'm sure some of you have flipped somebody off at some point. Okay, just let's be honest. We're all fleshly at some point. You know what? That may, that may have impacted somebody, right? Just saying. And, you know, it's the culmination of who we are. So every mile matters. But even though, you know what's even more important, though? Every day you live your life as a follower of Christ, every day you experience his grace and his mercy in your life, every prayer that you've seen answered by him matters. Every prayer that you feel has been unanswered matters. The different things that you do in your life, that you walk through life with, it all matters because it is who you are. It, it makes up who you are. And there's only one of you in the world. Only one. He gave you your fingerprints. 
He gave you your eyeballs. He gave you your hair, your two parents. He specifically created you and knit you together in your mother's womb. He fearfully and wonderfully made you. There's nobody else in this world like you. You matter. You know, your life matters. What you do, who you touch matters. A couple of days ago, well, actually, it was a couple, couple, it was probably a little over a month ago. Maybe it was longer than that. We had an election take place here in uh, Spring Hill where I live. And one of my neighbors actually ran for alderman. And, uh, and, he, and she won. It was super cool. There's probably, I don't even know how many votes it was. I think it was under 1,000, right, Randall? Something like that. Maybe mm. 1,500 votes. Yeah, certainly, certainly under 2,000. Yeah. So anyway, me and Randall, we, we go to vote. And we decide that we were going to vote. We get there. And, you know, as is probably the normal across America, the people who are manning the voting, the voting booths and the, you know, signing you in and all that, they're mostly elderly and retired people. Well, we get to, I, I walk in and I'm, I'm, my nose itches. Why does that happen when I'm on the air? Anyway, I, I get, I walk in and there's this, um, you know, I go up last name's H, you know, you guys can see it harp, you know, so I'm in the H line and I get up there and the ladies, she, she's like, would you sign your name on the thing? And, you know, it's upside down, so you have to sign it and everything. And uh, anyway, somehow we start talking, and she says, you know what, I'm going to get up there, I'm going to go over, and I'm going to get some uh, white trash. And I'm like, white trash? She goes, do you know what white trash is? I'm like, my first thought was, well, yeah. I mean, I grew up with my mom on welfare. I, I think I was probably considered white, white trash. <laughs> and she... I didn't say that out loud, though, but that's what I thought, you know, and anyway, and so um, she's like, no, white trash, it's this, it's this, this Chex Mix stuff that I make, and I'm like, oh, she goes, you want to try some? I said, sure, I'm going to go vote, and I'll come back after I get done voting, and so I went and I voted, it took two seconds, <laughs> then I walked back over, she has this little plate, you know, the little plates, you know, she has one of these little snack plates on there. She put some white trash and she put some other things on there to eat too and try. Anyway, and so I was like, oh, that's what you mean. That was, that. okay, that's white trash. So anyway, did it and everything. And so she's like, do you want it? Do you want the recipe? I'm like, sure. Why not? I don't know if I'll ever make it, but yeah, if you want to send me the recipe, here's my email. Well, no, I don't want your email. I'll mail it to you. And mind you, she was about 80 years old. I'm like, okay, cool. So time passed and weeks passed. And then one day I got in the mail an envelope and I recognized the name. I was like, this is from Ruby. I can't believe it. So I, I opened the envelope up and sure enough in there, there's like five recipes of all her stuff. There was a carrot cake one, I think, um, the white trash one and a couple other ones. I was thinking to myself when I got that, you know what? I'm going to write her a thank you letter because she left me her phone number, but she only included the last seven numbers. No, that's not right. Yeah, seven numbers. She only gave me seven numbers. I actually don't have the first three. Otherwise, I would call her. <laughs> I have no idea what her area code is. It's probably, One or two. It's probably 615, but I don't know. But anyway, I thought, you know what? This woman, bless her little heart, and I mean that in a good way, she took the time to photocopy her her recipes, which were typed up, you know, an old typewriter font you could see, 
And and she mailed them to me because she said she would. She said she would. She did. She actually said she would. And you know what? She did. And I was completely impacted by that. <clears throat> I was impacted by it because who does that anymore? Who actually meets you somewhere publicly, you know, exchanges numbers, phone numbers, emails, phone numbers, whatever, addresses, says that they're going to do something, and then they actually do it. They follow up. They actually do it. I was raised that if you get good correspondence, something like that, somebody actually does something, you should actually write a thank you note. You know, take the time to actually write an actual thank you note with an actual pen on a card and say, dear whoever, here's thank you. Thank you for thinking of me or whatever. Now, do I always write thank you notes for everything I get? No, but I do the majority of the stuff I get. So I was thinking about Ruby and what kind of person she must be. That here, me, a complete stranger, she decides to give me some recipes out of the blue while I'm going to vote. Now, who does that? Who does that? Well, Ruby does it, right? Ruby has a special gift to be able to connect with people and to, um, you know, to, to actually make somebody feel special. In fact, she actually made me feel special. She told me that I was beautiful and that I was great. I had a wonderful personality. She said she could tell I was magnetic and, you know, a happy person. And I told her, I said, you're absolutely right. (laughs) I am because God is good. You know, I've gone through all this garbage in my life, but out coming on the other side, you know, God is good. If I hadn't seen you know, if I hadn't, if I, well, I couldn't see the future, but if I knew back then what I know now, I would have went, yeah, right. There'd be no way my life would be this good. I'd be like, no way, Jose, that's not, not even close, but you know what it is. And I have to tell you something else. This, you guys, is just the beginning. This like is a dress rehearsal for eternity. Hopefully we're going to be doing pretty good if we're getting through this life pretty good. But you think about when we die and the Lord brings us home, those of you who are believers. If you're not a believer, you're on your way out to on your way to hell, which I'm sorry about. That's a really bad place to go. You don't really want to go there, but keep watching our show. You'll figure out how to get to heaven. Okay, here's the thing. But for those of us who are already believers, you, you're like, man, some days are tough, you know? But I can get through this because, look, I have that to look forward to. And then when we get to that, guess what? We're going to look back and go, that was so stupid that I got upset about that. That was one of those dumbest things ever. You know what I mean? And we're going to go, wow, it was so all worth it. It was worth it to live for Jesus because Jesus died for us so that we can know him and be in a complete personal relationship with God. Now the question is, do we do it good? Do we do it perfect? Nope. (laughs) but you know what every mile matters you know every time you pray for a friend or anything don't ever forget that God hears it you know every time you cry don't worry God collects your tears in a bottle every time you're obedient to the word of God and you rejoice with somebody who's rejoicing God sees it you know, in fact, we should all be rejoicing right now with Jamie and Aaron Collins, ja- Jamie Grace Harper Collins, because she, she just had her baby, Isabella, over last week. 
you know? And so when I saw the bait, her baby, I was like, oh my gosh, look at her. Her and Aaron have a little baby girl now. And her, and her sister just had a little baby boy, literally only a week apart or something like that. So those families, you know, are being blessed with babies. And, you know, we as part of the body of Christ, we can rejoice with those who rejoice. New life is being given. We can also rejoice, you know, and remember and weep with those who weep when we see persecuted brothers and sisters being, you know, attacked and suffered for their faith because they are indeed, you know, physically enduring the suffering of Christ right here and now. You know, they're being raped and beaten and imprisoned and thrown out of their countries in many cases, targeted by evil, wicked people who don't yet know the love of Jesus. And there are people who are actually going into these countries willingly, knowing that they could die to share the good news that you and I hold so dear. You know what? Every mile matters. Every mile matters. So I just want to open the show with that. And then today what we're going to do is we're going to share with you some news. And I have to tell you, this first story that I, I found, I busted up laughing when I read it. Not because I thought it was so funny, but because I thought, yes, it's about time. Somebody super, you know, ethical, you know, a school did something right. Check this out, you guys. Listen to this. This is over on barbwire.com. University returns $21.5 million to donor who urged students to boycott the school over the state's abortion law. Okay, so this was in Alabama, which actually had the nerve to want to protect life. Listen to this. A growing number of states controlled by Republicans are passing strict abortion laws that basically bans most abortion from six to eight weeks of pregnancy. One of those states is Alabama, who passed what is probably the strictest abortion, abortion law in all of America that makes it a crime for any doctor to perform an abortion once a heartbeat is detected. And, and you know, the traditional wisdom is that once you, you know, around six weeks of development, the baby's heartbeat can be heard. And so Janet Porter, you know, she helped spearhead getting the heartbeat bills, as it's, as it's kind of called, you know, passed in these states. But man, it's taken a long time. Well, Alabama suffered because, you know, the liberal media hates Alabama. They hate Judge Roy Moore. Anything good come out of Alabama, <laughs> they don't like it. Well, listen to this. Hugh F. Culver House Jr., who we should all be praying for, had donated $21.5 million to the University of Alabama, who in turn named their law school after him. After, after Alabama passed their abortion law, Culver House Jr. urged all the students at the University of Alabama to boycott the school until the state reverses the law. Now think about it. Here's a millionaire donor. So he's just got money to give away, clearly. You know, he gives him 21 million bucks to this school because he's a pro-choicer and he just throws money around or whatever. They named the school after him, which is probably... The only good thing he ever did in life was donate money to the school, so they named it after him. But because he's pro-choice, anti-life, and doesn't like the law that was passed to protect babies, he asked for a boycott of the actual students going to that school. That guy is not the widest, wisest man and the sharpest tool in the shed when you think about it. Here's a guy who gave money to the university, and then he's asking students to boycott the university, thereby 
you know, trying to bully the university with the money. Well, it's trying to hurt the state, you yeah. know, because the state gives... Not the smartest guy in the you shed. Know, I'm sure gets money from students who go to the school and some from out of state, pay out of state tuition, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I imagine money flows both ways from the state to the university and from the university to the state. Anyway, so he figures a big um, anyway. impact on the state is to have students boycott the school. So here's the thing, though. Check this out. In response, the university trustees voted to return Culverhouse Jr.'s $21.5 million, and they removed his name from the law school. <laughs> I love this story. Man, I love this story. It says here, uh, Fox News University gives back $21.5 million from donor her, who urged Alabama, Alabama boycott over abortion law. The University of Alabama Board of Trustees voted Friday to give back $21.5 million from a philanthropist who urged students to boycott the school over the state's controversial abortion law and then promptly removed his name from the campus's law school named in his honor. Hugh F. Culverhouse Jr. said the school was punishing him for urging students to consider other educational options in the state. He pledged last year to donate $26.5 million in all over four years in what would have been the largest donation in the school's 187-year history. The irony is this guy was trying to punish them. He was trying to bully them because he has lots of money. Anyway, I expected this response from UA. Culverhouse sent a statement to Fox News. I will not allow my family's name to be associated with an educational system that advocates a state law which discriminates against women disregards established federal law and violates our Constitution. The actions of the trustees of the University of Alabama should be applauded by all. Universities and colleges thrive on large donations like that of Culverhouse Jr. So to return such a large sum of money is remarkable and daring. When many believe that all major universities and colleges are run by far-left liberals, it is reassuring to find that at least one is still run by a board of trustees who value human life. You know what? Praise God, man. I would love to go personally to Alabama and shake, and shake the hand of every single trustee on that board. I'd be like, thank you, whoever you are. Yeah, you did. You did awesome. I talked about you on my little show, Bible News Radio, just so you know, because you guys rock. You weren't bought. And you know what? Integrity, you can give up your integrity, you know, but I tell you what, you're not, you're stupid if you do. Lots of things can be bought. But yeah. as somebody told me today, actually, a clean conscience can never be bought. But anyway, go on. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, he's reported as telling Fox News that uh, it's it's what I expected. You know, I'm not I think surprised. He's lying. Okay, hold on. You know, it's, yeah. I expect this kind of response, and I don't want my family's name associated with a school that would oppress women and violate the Constitution and. And the rule of federal law, I'd, I'd like to, he, those are quite some assertions. It'd be great if this attorney could back it up with particulars of how it violates the Constitution or the rule of federal law. Uh, but in an opinion piece that he wrote for the Washington Post on Friday, he writes, I expected that speaking out would have consequences. But I never imagined the response from the University of Alabama, which on Friday said it would be returning my gift and removing my name from the high, 
from the from the law school. This decision will hurt future students. Less money will be available for scholarships, and there will be fewer resources for the school to use to educate young minds and help them grow. Oh, he's you a liar. Well, well, yeah. Clearly. It's like, <laughs> tells awkward. Fox News, I, I totally expected this, and I don't want my name, my family's name associated with a university, you know, with a with a university like that. And hearing in his own opinion piece, he's saying, oh, I've... I expected it would have consequences, but I never could imagine that they would return my money and remove my name from the law school. So, did he expect it or did he not? One of those is not true. I think he's, I mean, I think he was lying anyway, you know. Liar, liar, pants on fire. But, you know, it's interesting. You got busted. I mean, hello. He he could, well, his his father, uh, Franklin Culverhouse Sr., was previous owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and... Rich guy and uh, had um, you know from investments and in, uh, uh, real estate. Anyway, he goes on to say in this art his his opinion piece in Washington Post. He says until the action by the board of trustees to remove my name from the law school and return my donation, I have been the largest donor in the history of the university, and my father's name still adorns the College of Business, like me. He would have been saddened to see this self-destructive turn taken by lawmakers in the state he loved. During the 1950s, he was an officer with Planned Parenthood in Miami. And I am certain that he would also have spoken out against what has transpired in the Alabama legislature. Friday's decision is a charade, or a charade, depending (laughs) where you want to put the... Sean said he's a legend in his own mind. Yeah, as the governor of Alabama who signed the abortion bill into law, it is a voting is a voting trustee probably, of the university. He probably picketed when Judge Roy Moore was doing the Ten Commandments. He was probably out on the state in front, like, you know, yeah, get out of here, Judge Roy Moore, you're evil. <laughs> I don't know for real, but it's just a guess. Yeah, I kinda wonder, you know, his father was an officer with Planned Parenthood in Miami. I wonder if there's still any financial benefits to being in that family coming through Planned Parenthood. Sorry, but I don't know why I yawned. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this I, whole idea you, of, of... I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, ...oppressing women, and it's like... Planned Parenthood hates women, just saying. Yeah. Planned Parenthood just kills babies, some are girls, just so you know, and they hurt women that are actually having abortions, by you know by killing their baby but also breaking that person's heart plus in some cases they're making them sterile so they can never get pregnant again um and some of these people actually die yeah they do of course Planned Parenthood is stupid they're evil wicked they should go they should die Planned Parenthood should just die they should just go away forever yeah they should and they will at some point yeah um these words here He says, my love for Alabama is exactly what I was so horrified to watch. I was so horrified to watch its lawmakers trample over the Constitution last month. Yeah, they were. And how they do that. And where in in the Constitution is, you know, constitutional right to abortion. Right. Uh, As I recall specifically, I think it's the, um, I forget which article, but it says that whatever, whatever power is not, Mentioned here in the Constitution, this isn't verbatim, folks, but, you know, whatever is not 
specifically uh, what is not whatever's not specified here in the Constitution is for the states to decide for themselves. So I don't see how states making their own laws on abortion tramples over the Constitution. But he says the ban on abortion they passed wasn't just an attack against women, just so you know. It was an affront to the rule of law itself. You mean uh, Roe be, v. Wade isn't an affront to the rule of law? Come on. Uh, yeah, which which yeah. <laughs> which had nothing to do with rule of law. It the Roe v. Roe v. Wade didn't go through the House or the Senate. It was a law enacted through Supreme Court activism, judicial activism made a law. And even though the Constitution says that all laws must originate in the House of Representatives, it wasn't even a law. The decree made a, a decree. The, the Supreme Court made a decree on a particular case that was before them, and it became a de facto law, made, making abortion legal in all 50 just, states. It wasn't a law. Just like homosexual marriage is legal in all 50 states. Exactly. It's a de facto it, law. Yeah, it, it didn't. It actually isn't a real law. It's not really, a real law. If you it, really think about it, it's really Look not. in the Constitution. It did not originate in the House of Representatives. Uh, didn't go through the... Senate wasn't signed by the president. It, it's not. It's not a federal law. Okay. It's a decree by a Supreme Court. We have two more stories to get to. All right. Anyway, so I'm just saying. So, so the Alabama legislature, abiding by the U.S. Constitution, presenting a bill in their own legislature, legislature and passing it and being signed by the governor. The way every other Alabama law comes front, that's an that's an affront to the rule of law itself. Give me a break. Back to you. I'm so happy he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he does. All right, Randall is my co-host. I get to boss him around, Sean. Just so you know, because he's my husband. <laughs> All right, so, okay, anyway, so uh, we got two more stories to get to, and I want to get to them before. I want to get to this first one, then we'll take our break. This one bugs me. Students penalized by school. Listen to this. This is over on prophecynewswatch.com. School, right. Students penalized by school for not wearing pro-LGBT clothing. Look at that. Oh. I mean, wait. Look at that. See that headline? Is that insane or what? If you move up, you can see the rainbow hair. Listen to this, man. Okay. With Gay Pride Month in full swing. Technically, let's just be honest, people. There, This is not Gay Pride Month. Okay? It used to be Gay Pride Month, but this is not Gay Pride Month. Nobody has declared or proclaimed anywhere from our government that this is actually Gay Pride Month. Just so you know. So this is false advertising on the article, but whatever. Anyway, with, with Gay Pride Month... <laughs> In full swing, everyone from Prince Harry and Meghan to corporate America are flashing their rainbow colors on social media while cities around the world hold their celebration parades. One school in Australia, however, okay, it's in Australia, <laughs> is now having to backtrack after fierce backlash for coercing students to support gay pride or else face financial consequences. Grace Staines High School in Sydney sent a letter to parents letting them know that an observation of International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia, pupils who wore an item of rainbow clothing were expected to donate $1, while those who did not were expected to donate $2, essentially 
essentially a fine or penalty for failing to support the LGBT cause. Mark Latham, a member of the Australian Parliament, said the idea amounted to political punishment of students over identity politics and that a school needed to treat everyone equally and not punish those who felt or feel uncomfortable wearing LGBT colors. The Christian Institute's education officer, John Denning, said no one, let alone a child, should be coerced into supporting a cause they don't believe in. Similar events have taken place at the schools in the United Kingdom. Christian kids and others who feel they can't go along with it turn up to school in uniform and find themselves marginalized or even bullied because they disagree with the pro-LGBT message. Their friendships with other young people who identify as homosexual or transgender are damaged. If when it is age-appropriate schools decide to deal with controversial topics, they shouldn't be promoting particular viewpoints but educating pupils, equipping them to draw their own conclusions based on an objective and critical consideration of a range of views. A new South Wales Education Department spokesman said the school had weekly apologized for the poorly worded letter to parents. Yep. So what do you think of this one, bareface? I mean, you know, personally, I think homosexuality should be banned from school, period. You should not be promoting this to children, period, just so you know. Anyway, that's my opinion. But yeah, this is basically saying, look, hey, you know what? You're going to give two bucks because you oppose this as opposed to one buck. Hey, Uh, you know what? The buck stops here. That's what I would say. I'd call my legal shield attorney up and I'd say, hey, by the way, if you're in the UK, legal shield will be available in the UK, I believe, in October, just so you know. What about Australia? It's not available in Australia yet. Okay, because we were just Right, I know. I just got the UK stuck in my head. Anyway. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's why I think schools that have uniforms, I think is a good idea. Yeah, there's a little more expense, but, you know, there's you're sure that there's not going to be somebody going to show up. They're not going to be harassed for, for dressing poorly or, you know, those shoes are lame or that brand is lame or whatever and... Uh, or, you know, I've got the, you know, I wear the better Nikes or whatever, if, or, you know, the better, whatever, the better jeans or you wear Kmart jeans or, you know, if, 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 yeah, if, I did. I, I admit it. Sure. If, if kids Probably show up all dressed the same, not promoting, you know, or even, you know, promoting a particular musical group, well, they're lame or they rock or whatever. You know, when I went to high school, there weren't uniforms. <laughs> Junior high, there weren't uniforms. You know, and you had and you had the various cliques and divisions and segregations, and a lot of that was based upon how people dressed, how the students dressed. So, you know, I I think a, I like a school that takes away those distractions, does uniforms to to take that out of the way of learning. I mean, that's what school is there for, to learn. And hopefully, things like reading, writing, and arithmetic, uh, you know, language skills and stuff like that. But you know, when the school takes a position of, of, you know, wear the rainbow colors and donate to the cause, one, if you wear rainbow colors, two, if you don't, so you have to, you have to contribute more if you don't... If you're not supportive in a visual way, then you've got to be 
extra support. You've got to make it up with uh, more money, with a hundred percent increase in donation. Um, yeah, it is, there's no place for the school. I mean, the, the, the those on the left will scream all day long. Oh, separation church and state. You can't have a Bible, even the library. You can't can't say this. No, you can't even mention intelligent design and all that. The school has no position preaching religion, but the school all day long can say International Day against you know homophobia and transphobia, whatever. That's how is that any different? Anyway, back to you. Back to me, people. Yep, cut to me. All right, well, before I get to my last story about Jack Phillips, who everybody should love and admire, let me just tell you something, people. Today is June 10th. Yeah, it is. And we want to thank our sponsor. Without our sponsor, Ariel Ministries, we would not be able to pay our electric bill. (laughs) So we want to say thank you to them publicly for letting us you know, pay our bills. Camp Shoshana School of Messianic Jewish Studies coming up in July in about a month. Yeah, it is. And you guys, if you are not registered yet, you should go to camp. You can go to campshoshana.com or ariel.org. Go there. By the way, as far as I know, they're still looking for a chef, a cook for camp. You know, if you happen to know anybody, or two. let me know. Send, I'll send you the info how you can get in touch. You can go up to camp and cook. Yeah, you can. Okay. And get paid for it. And get paid for it. And go to ariel.org. Use that coupon code Bible News. Then you can save 20%. Yeah, you can with that coupon code. <laughs> Not in camp, but. When you buy anything in the store. There you go. Yes, that's right. That's what I was going to say. And all you guys who watch us all the time, you already know this. But what you don't know and you don't remember is that you could give that coupon code out to anybody, anytime, and they can also save money at Ariel. Okay, so and it is more blessed to give than to receive. Don't don't <laughs> honk that coupon code to yourself. I know, I know, we like to be exclusive and get you know insider deals that other people don't, but you also want them to have a biblical education, solid theology, and so be you know feel free to share that out. Yeah. All right. The other thing is uh, pillar. You guys are pillars of my community, of our community. You have become pillars. You hold us up. Yeah, you do. You can go to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. You can give to your little heart's content. Yeah, you can. Just give away lots of money to Bible News Radio. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just go there. Just give. Give whatever God lays on your heart to give. Last thing I want to tell you about is Legal Shield. You guys know that for one year now, one whole year, I have been a Legal Shield associate. And I have to tell you what, I have grown so much in this past year. It has been so fun for me to see how God has used this little company to bless me and my family, but also to bless so many of you. First of all, so first I want to say thank you to all of you guys who've signed up with Legal Shield with me. Your membership supports this show. And it supports the show because you support us. Okay. And just a reminder, if you're one of my members, make sure you get your will done, okay? Uh, Most of you probably don't have your will done yet. Put a one if you got your will done. Put a two if you're a member and you didn't get your will done yet. I want to see who hasn't got their will done yet. 
hey, people, you need to get your will done. I was talking to somebody this morning, and then I actually spent another 90 minutes, you know, and uh, with somebody else today. Neither one of them has their will done. Just saying, people, you need to get your will done. Because when there's a will, there's a way. And it's your last love letter to your family, okay? I'm trying not to be funny, but it's true. The other thing is identity theft protection. Hey, you know what I discovered? Check this out. I think it was Friday. Was it Friday? Or was it Saturday? I think it was Friday. What day was it? It was Friday. It was Friday. Friday, I found out that my bank, my bank account, somebody had been charging tons of stuff in it. And so, like, I lost all this money in my bank account. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is a, people stole my money. They actually did. I mean, literally, they stole my money. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, you know what I did? I got on the phone. I called ID Shield up. I said, hey, what can I do here to, you know, help this out? You know, what's the situation? I was really glad that I had ID Shield to help me figure out what I needed to do. Unfortunately, my bank, of course, I put in a, um, I had to go down. They reissued me a new card. So here is a tip, people. Do not use your debit cards online if possible. Okay? I know some of you use your debit card everywhere, but don't. The best way to use, you know, a card, use a credit card. Because here's the thing. If they... If they use your debit card and they take a lot of your money, they can, I mean, they can literally wipe you out. And they actually did that. I, I believe it was my pastor and his wife. Their debit card got hacked, and they were that they were without money for a while. My bank, it's say I got a letter from my bank today. They're saying it's going to take a couple, probably ten days at least, before they restore the money that was lost. So ID Shield, very important. We don't just protect, you know, your your credit we we also look at your social security your driver's license your passport your social media your email your banking accounts um we offer id shield vault which is a military grade encrypted password protector which is yours with your membership it's absolutely free and we're the only ones that offer full comprehensive restoration and a five million dollar service guarantee okay ID Shield is a must. It's the wife to the husband, Legal Shield. They go together because identity theft often becomes a legal issue. That's why you get them together. So if you guys haven't yet signed up for that, this month would be super great. I'm going to tell you why. Because this is my one year anniversary. And if you sign up this month and you're from my audience, you tell me, hey, I'm going to sign up this month. I will personally give you a 20% discount on your first month service. So in other words, I'll give you 20% back on your first month, all right? In order to celebrate this month with me, because I'm celebrating this month, just saying. And I know how good this service is. I actually uh, sold a membership pretty much this morning. It's not, hasn't signed the dotted line yet, but they said by the end of the month they'd sign up. I talked to another guy this morning, this afternoon, who's really interested. People understand the need for the product. So if you have not actually, you know, gotten it yet, you should get it. Because it really will help you. And people think, oh, it won't help me. Oh, when am I going to need a lawyer? You know what? All it takes is one time, people. And that membership pays for itself. But it already pays for itself because you get my member perks, which pay for everything if you, <laughs> if you actually use them. Okay? Just saying. All right. 
Also, if you are looking for a way to make money and you want to join my Legal Shield team, become an associate, just saying, you might want to contact me. I can tell you how you can do that because I am looking to grow my team because I want a big team. Yeah, I do. Hey, I help my team every single day by offering encouragement, information, and motivation to them. You have me as your fearful, fearless leader. Just kidding about the fearful part. <laughs> and, uh, and I would definitely love to help you grow your business, grow yourself in confidence and all that stuff if you become part of my team. So make sure that you get in touch with me this month because this is it. It's my one year anniversary month. So I'm having fun this month. All right. And those of you guys who are actually my associates, we are also qualifying right now to go to Disney World, right? Mm -hmm. We have this incentive trip. Randall and I are actually in the running for this trip. Uh, so if you want to help us with the trip and, you know, put that incentive to it, wouldn't it be nice if we got to go on a vacation to Disney World? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would. All expenses paid so we wouldn't have to pay for anything. There's other places I'd rather go. I know, but, but hey, I, I'll go anywhere if, if it's all expenses paid. It's Disney's Yacht and Resort Club, which we could never well, afford. The Yacht Club. Yeah, in that it's case. Yacht Club and all that, and they pay for everything. Plus, give us spending money if we win. So the goal is to win, people. Yeah, it is. So if you want to help us win, <laughs> sign up this month, okay? Because we need you to sign up. Okay, what else was I going to tell you? I think that was it. Okay, so Jack Phillips. Yeah. Good old Jack Phillips. You know what? I don't know what why the left hates this guy so much. I love this guy. I should get him on our show. Well, Jack because he got a, quote, got away with. Yeah. This guy is a baker who faces a lawsuit, his third lawsuit, over refusal to make a gender transition cake. Yep. This is here. Christian Baker Jack Phillips, Colorado, is facing a third lawsuit over his refusal on religious grounds to make certain cakes, the latest legal battle for the masterpiece cake shop owner. Transgender woman Autumn Scarandina filed a second lawsuit against huh. Phillips. What? You know who that is, right? It's Sandine. Autumn Sandine. Okay, is, somebody. Is, All right, never mind. Military, anyway. Filed a second lawsuit against Phillips last Wednesday in district court for the city and county of Denver, Colorado. Yeah, they did. In the new lawsuit, Scardina claimed that Phillips violated Colorado's Anti Discrimination Act and Consumer Protection Act by refusing to bake what the plaintiff labeled a birthday cake. The birthday cake, as described in the lawsuit, which was to be blue on the outside and pink on the inside, was supposed to symbolize Scardina's transition from male to female. Aww. Scardina is being represented by attorneys Paula Griezen and John McHugh in an interview with the local outlet, CBS4. Griezen said that the dignity of all citizens in our state needs to be honored. Masterpiece Cake Shop said before the Supreme Court, that they would have served any baked goods to members of the LGBT community. It was just the religious significance of it being a wedding cake, claimed Greeson. We don't believe they've been honest with the public. Because this is a birthday cake, huh? They lied. Jim Campbell, senior counsel with the Alliance Defending Freedom, which has represented Phillips in his past litigation, said in a statement that that was mere harassment. Yeah, it was. Completely. Yeah, it is. A new lawsuit has been filed against Masterpiece Cake Shop that appears to largely rehash old claims. Yep. 
The state of Colorado abandoned similar ones just a few months ago, stated Campbell, as reported by CBS. So this latest attack on Scardina looks like yet another desperate attempt to harass cake artist Jack Phillips, and it stumbles over the one detail that matters most. Jack serves everyone. He just cannot express all messages through his custom cakes. Over the past few years, Phillips and his master cake, masterpiece cake shop have been the subject of litigation aimed at forcing the baker to provide services for events that he is opposed to for religious reasons. Last year, the United States Supreme Court ruled 7-2 to two in Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission that Colorado Civil Rights Commission was wrong to punish Phillips for refusing to make a same-sex wedding cake. The Supreme Court ruled that the commission violated Phillips' right to free speech exercise of religion due to the bias showed in their application of the civil rights law. To describe a man's faith as one of the most despicable pieces of rhetoric that people can use is to disparage his religion at least two distinct ways, by describing it as despicable and also by characterizing it as merely rhetorical, something insubstantial and even insincere, wrote Justice Anthony Kennedy for the majority. Yeah, he did. This sentiment is inappropriate for a commission charged with the solemn responsibility of the fair and neutral enforcement Colorado's anti-discrimination law, a law that protects discrimination on the basis of religion as well as sexual orientation. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, this is a long article. I'm going to read the rest because um, I'm done reading. Just so you know, people. So the point is, Jack Phillips, you guys pray for this guy. You know what? He is, um, he is, he's staying in business. I have to tell you, he's staying in business. You know, um, um, Sweet Cakes by Melissa. You know what Sweet Cakes by Melissa is now doing? Because they got ran out of business by the LGBT lobby. You know what Melissa's now doing? She's making signs out of wood. Wood signs, decorative with sayings on them that you can actually buy from her. I need to call her up and actually have her For now. come on the show. <laughs> um, I think she's selling them through Etsy. I'm not sure. I have to double check. but I suspect, and I maybe shouldn't be so... Uh, Suspicious. Cynical. Yeah, cynical. Middle-aged. But, yeah, but I suspect... Old the, crotchety middleman that you are. But, but the <laughs> haters will be back out. You know, if, if she's in business making signs, they'll come to her and say make a sign for this and you know uh, anyway yeah anyway poor, they, poor, they, they were two of the coolest people we met indeed i agree just just the, the joy about them despite having lost yep. over half a million dollars in their business um just joyful people and they have a family to, to support you know he actually uh, melissa's husband i forgot his name what is his name um, Aaron, Aaron, yeah. Aaron and Melissa Klein. Mm-hmm. He actually is a, he works for the sanitation department. He's a trash collector. Mm-hmm. At least he was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a. You know, but this, this whole thing with Jack Phillips, it's like twice now, you know, twice now. And his first, it was, you know, the uh, Colorado court. And then it went to, you know, the U.S. Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And then, and, uh, you know, Justice Kennedy, he's not far right by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, you know, he's a little left to center, I would say. And, and, yeah, I would uh, say he's a complete conservative. 
What? Me? I am a complete conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kennedy is not a complete conservative. Definitely not. And and he makes a great point that, you know, the Colorado's anti-discrimination law protects discrimination on the basis of religion as well as sexual orientation. They both be protected. You know, when they're in, you know, the in the law, that that's what they're supposed to do, protect on discrimination, not just sexual orientation, but discrimination on religion too. And when that and when the Colorado Commission puts in language as despicable pieces of rhetoric talking about the man's faith, uh that didn't doesn't seem unbiased. That doesn't seem neutral at all. Seems no. like they're picking on um Well this is why I go back to Legal Shield and I talk mm-hmm. about getting yourself protected. Mm-hmm. Seriously, does it protect religious freedom? No. I mean, you're not going to get a lawyer with Legal Shield that's going to defend you like Jack Phillips. But what you will get is you'll get 25% off a lawyer that will defend you. Or in that case, if it was a religious freedom issue, I'd just, I would refer you to the American Center for Law and Justice or Alliance Defending Freedom. Or Thomas Moore. Moore or someplace like that. That actually, that's what they do. They're financed by people who pay so that these attorneys can defend people with no money. But so. but if you have access to an attorney law firm in your state through yeah. Legal Shield, you can begin talking to an attorney when there's even a hint of things yeah. going on before well, it goes to... But it's a lawsuit. Just, it's a small step. See, I, mm-hmm. you know, and I've talked to a couple. I've talked to a couple of people about this membership. Just a handful, uh, probably like two hundred at least by this point. And what I can tell you is that people often feel like they don't have any rights or they don't know their rights. That's one of the things we always say in training. You don't know your rights. You don't have any rights if you don't know your rights. An attorney will tell you what your rights are. Right? You have the right to remain silent, people. <laughs> Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. So you better not say anything right now. Just so you know. Um, no, I'm, and, you know, I'm not. That's your Miranda right, by the way. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, you know, we live in a very dark age. And I believe with all my heart that I think that if we have an affordable tool that we can be putting in everybody's hand so that they have equal access to the law and understanding it. You know what? It's a no-brainer to get it, even if you don't think you'll ever use it. And I will tell you something. In the year that me and Randall have had it, I've used it way more than I ever thought I would. And I keep telling Randall, I wish we had had this when we lived in apartments. Because there are so many incidences, in, in two in particular, I, I would have used it for hands down. Uh, you know, hey, from the UK, nice to see you. So anyway, the point is, is that you don't know, you know, you may have follow, you you know, you may have, you might, you may not think you need it, but I can tell you almost every single one of the people I've signed up has used it and gotten, you know, some results from it, you know, and, and, and like I was talking to the guy today, you know, the average, uh, attorney fee is like $300 an hour, 250 to 300 bucks an hour. Most attorneys charge you every six minutes to talk to them on the phone. Six minutes. That's more than a therapist, man. When I was a practicing therapist, I would charge you for 15 minutes. If you went over 15 minutes on a call with me, if you were my client, I charged you for a whole session afterwards. If it was between sessions, you know, 20 minutes actually, you know, but still, I mean, every six minutes an attorney can get away with charging you that, 
you know, hey, why not have it for 25 bucks a month? You can call your attorney anytime that you want, especially at customer service. Man, Dollar Tree made me so mad on customer appreciation day. Just saying. <laughs> they still owe me six bucks. And if I had known, you know, if I had Legal Shield then, <laughs> they would have gotten it. They would have gotten a letter from me for the way that they treated me on customer appreciation day by, by not even approving, you know, taking me and my coupon, my 10% off my order. That still fries me that they did that on customer appreciation day. I maybe I should call Legal Shield and see if I can get my six bucks. But they don't even care. They never contacted me. Hey, we need to have power, people. And see, this is part of what the right does not do that the left does relentlessly. The right doesn't stand up for itself. The right lays down, oh, I'm a Christian. The Bible says that we should let people walk all over us, blah, blah, etc. Yeah. Uh, we should turn the other cheek. Wait, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, hit it. All right, or go ahead, wait, turn the other cheek. That's what we should do. No, it's not quite what it means, people. You know, the Bible says to be wise as a serpent and as innocent as a dove. Yeah, it does. And it says also that we should be defenders of the orphans and the widows. We should use unrighteous mammon to promote our causes. Just so you know. You know, just saying. We should be smart. We should be on the defense, not the offense. You know what I mean? All right. Anyway, so there you have it, people. That is our show for the day. Annie, hello. As always, thank you for talking about stuff that has nothing to do with our show and the context. But hey, I'm glad you're here anyway telling me that Costco has expensive but healthy food. I hope you go get your food there today, later. Okay, Annie? All right. So <laughs> the rest of you... Well, that's just a tip for the other viewers, for us and the other viewers you're, as well. You're, so you're welcome, she said. Yeah. So you know, while <laughs> while you've got a group here, why not? You know, if you've got an interesting, you know, piece of advice or tidbit, you know, to yeah. share. Yeah. Might well, as well do it while there's a virtual group gathered. So there you go. Well, Annie is, she's my special friend. Yeah, you are. She does great crafts, by the way. I Indeed. Tell you, she sends cool stuff to you too in the mail. Or at least me. All right. So, okay. All right. Well, do I have anything else to say? I need some caffeine, people. You know what? I, I will end by saying this because technically we still have two minutes. So my friend Cheryl that was supposed to be here this weekend got stuck in traffic on the way here. Like, I'm just, I'm just talking. She got stuck in traffic. So I didn't get to see her. But you know what? I bought Pepsi for her because she was supposed to show up, right? So I bought some Pepsi, like six, like a six-pack of Pepsi. I have to tell you guys, I have not tasted Pepsi literally since high school. That's how long it's been. I don't drink soda. And so I told Randall, I said, well, I'm going to try this stuff. So I opened up the bottle of Pepsi and I tried it. Ugh. Have you guys tasted Pepsi? How gross it is? Oh my gosh. That stuff had like the worst aftertaste ever of whatever chemical junk is in it. And I'm just like, who can drink this stuff? You guys drink Pepsi? Ugh, ugh. I don't drink Coke either, but 
I literally drank about that much of the Pepsi because I thought, no, I'll give it a second chance. You know, oh, I'll give it a third chance. So I took it. I took another drink of it. I poured the rest out. I couldn't deal with it. It was like, what do you think? I made Randall drink some too. Did you like it? Um, Man, was it gross? Can you hear me? Yeah, they can hear you now. My husband muted me. Can you believe that? The nerve of the man. Well, actually, I, I muted me because I didn't plan to come back on because you were getting ready to yeah and yeah, wrap see? things up. And so well, I was just saying when that, I jumped in, it went quiet. I was just saying that Pepsi, you know, Pepsi was my mom's favorite drink. And, you know, my mom loved Pepsi because Pepsi is sweeter than Coke. But man, I'm telling you, that stuff's gross. You guys... Ugh. don't buy Pepsi. I mean, don't buy Coke either. Don't buy any soda because it's all awful for you. It's lucky and horrible tasting. And you know what else? I burped a lot when I drank it. I was like, what the heck? Why am I burping so much with this Pepsi stuff? So, but anyway, that was for free. It has nothing to do with anything. Just thought I'd share. So there you have it. All right, people. I hope this show somehow did something for you uh, let me know what it did and yeah we'll see how we can make it better for next time i actually have a guest next week by the way yep a friend of mine i just met her today you're gonna love her she's fun she's she's hilarious sorry i talk about random stuff i always listen to your scopes ah that's okay you know what you it's how i know it's you if you all of a sudden started talking about what our show was about i'd be like who is this this is not annie on the line <laughs> oh yeah i know i know the carbonation makes me burp just so you know okay anyway all right so <clears throat> people i hope you've had a good afternoon somehow we were able to keep you company for an hour and uh That's it. All right, people. Be bold. Be bold, people. Stand up, people, and go with God because he loves you. Yeah, he does. All right, and have a good afternoon.